0: Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. When you were discussing OSHA's Hazardous Energy Control Standard, do you refer to it as lockout-tagout? Does saying lockout diminish the effectiveness of your program? In 1989, OSHA released the Control of Hazardous Energy Standard in order to prevent employee injury. The standard requires that before an employee performs any servicing or maintenance on a machine or equipment, the energy sources must be rendered inoperative. The intent is to prevent the unexpected startup, energization, or release of stored energy that could harm an employee. When this was enacted, most of us started referring to it as the lockout-tagout standard, which required a lockout-tagout program. Ideally, the machinery equipment is locked out, but the OSHA standard in 1989 also said tagout was permitted. OSHA defined tagout as the, quote, "the placement of a tag-out device on an energy isolation device in accordance with established procedure to indicate that the energy isolating device and the equipment being controlled may not be operated until the tag-out device is removed." End quote. And in January of 1990, OSHA said that when machinery is repaired, renovated, or modified, or if new machines are installed, the energy-isolating device for the machinery has to be designed to accept a lockout device. I want to focus on what this means. OSHA said that you could hang a paper tag on an energy isolation device, such as a valve or switch, only when it's not lockable, to let people know that they shouldn't operate the valve or switch. That's what they mean by tagout. How effective do you think tagout really is? A sign on an energy source is pretty easy to ignore. Here's a sad example to illustrate my point. When I was in college finishing my safety degree, I worked as an intern in a facility that produced large printing presses, the type used by the New York Times or the Los Angeles Times. One day I was training employees on the control of hazardous energy. After the training session, an employee approached me and told me a story about how Tag Out cost his father his life. I'll call his dad Fred. The event happened years before OSHA's lockout standard went into effect. Fred was an electrical lineman and was working on the repair of an electrical transmission line. In a control room 10 to 20 miles away from where Fred was working, a switch was thrown to kill the power to the line being repaired, and a tag was placed on the switch indicating that repairs were being made to the line. Fred began his repair efforts, but like many repairs, things were not going as planned, and the repair was taking much longer than planned. A person in the control room, thinking that work had to have been completed by that time, simply ignored the tag and re-energized the high-voltage line. As a result, Fred received a massive electrical shock and died. Fred lost his life, and Fred's family lost a loved one, partially because nothing more than a tag protected Fred's life. Warnings alone don't guarantee safety. Thus, lockout is much more effective at protecting employees. After 30 years, are you still using the word tagout? What does that message send to employees? To me, the use of the T word diminishes the importance of properly following energy control procedures. What I hear, when I hear the T word, is that a tag alone is enough to protect employees from harm. However, I know that signs and labels are not the most effective way to protect employees. The most effective way is to use locks, locks that can only be removed by the authorized employee who locked out the equipment. For me, In the facilities I have worked and the facilities I visit, whether they are offices, nursing homes, manufacturing facilities, schools, etc., I have never seen an energy-isolating device that could not be locked out directly or through the use of an apparatus like a cover to prevent access to the energy-isolating device. Thus, to me, tagout does not belong as part of the Hazardous Energy Control Program. Only lockout should be utilized. At the end of each podcast, I ask you to take some time to review a specific aspect of your safety program to make it stronger and more protective of your employees and company resources. Today, I'm asking you to look inward. Do you say tag out when referring to your hazardous energy control procedures? If so, please try to remove the word from your vocabulary so that you emphasize to others the importance of locking out equipment for their safety. If you don't use the T word, but you hear others using it, I encourage you to take the time to ensure that those individuals are utilizing your program properly and locking out equipment, not just relying upon a tag. Please do it for your safety and for the safety of your employees. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, create a safer workplace and email me if you have any questions or suggestions.